Bokar Tov, we are still in Parashat Re'eh. Yes, and so it's Wednesday. Bon Avela. Uh, it's okay, don't worry. Whenever we get the Parashat Ha'azinu and Vesota Bracha, you'll see. We'll have uh, 15 weeks in order to do 30 Psukim. We'll, we'll have a lot of time. Okay. We are up to the Hamishi. Okay. So what did, we, what did we speak about yesterday? Yeah, what, is permitted to eat? what is permitted to eat and what is not permitted to eat. And we said that that, that already appeared in Sefer Vaikra. So now why, why are things appearing in the Torah the same things but multiple times? Okay, so the first answer is that's because Moshe is repeating some of the mitzvot that we learned in Sefer Vaikra, right? Because, because he's reminding them because they're about to enter the land. But there's another reason why something would appear in the Torah more than once. And that is... Sorry, that Anenu was very, was very interesting. Uh, <laughs> and, and that is... Sorry. And that is that in each context where the, whatever it is appears, it comes with a different angle. So in the case of the, of the eating forbidden foods, the angle that we took from the Sefer Vayikra was an angle of Kedusha, of sanctifying what we eat, of eating with the understanding that Borei Olam is at the center of, of, of the world, and eating with purpose of elevating our bodies, let's say. So that would be the, the angle of Sefer Vayikra. But what would then be the angle of Sefer Devarim? We're about to enter the land, and we've already been... Stressing over and over and over, do not do Abu Dazara, do not do this, do not do that. So, not eating uh, uh, abominations would be from the angle of keeping us separate from the Goyim, from the ways of the Goyim. Not to be Kadosh, but more just to stay Jewish. And we said this, it's super effective. Super effective. This is the one thing. Yeah, of course. It's uh, for traveling salesmen, everybody knows, right? It's a a big deal. It makes it difficult to do, you know, sometimes. uh, Yeah. Yeah. If you go out of town, I mean, uh, I'm not, you know, a long time traveling salesman, but I found that people actually like it, they respect it. Yeah, I'm saying the the goyim, a lot of a lot of Jews they they make the. (laughs) So so a lot of a lot of people they they have the misunderstanding that they need to conform to the goyim so that the goyim like them. But I I think it's not true. I think the goyim like us more when they see we stick to our principles. They respect us more. If we tell them, sorry, I can't eat there, I'm kosher. They love it. They love it. They're so interested. They see, they see that you're responsible and that you have boundaries and you have, you know, you have... Yeah, vadai, vadai, vadai. Okay, so now we're going to do the mitzvah of ma'asir sheni and other types of ma'asrot. And I want to analyze why this would be brought in our parasha. Okay? Tithe, you shall tithe the produce of your seed 
of your of your the seed of your your uh, fields that goes out that comes out from the land every year. Actually, did I even translate that right? Year by year. The produce of the field year by year. Okay. You shall eat before Hashem your God in the place that He will choose to uh, rest His presence there. The tithe of your grain, of your wine, of your oil, of your first flock, of your sheep. So that you shall learn to fear Hashem your God all of the days. And if it becomes too far for you to go... Now what, is it, what have we learned so far? What did I just read? That we have a mitzvah to take of a specific amount of produce that comes out every year and eat it in the place that God will choose the place that God will choose the thing. do we have to give this ma'aser to a Kohen no, to Levi no this is not that ma'aser shani you don't give to anyone we just have to take this and go to go and eat it in Israel, in Yerushalayim that's all we have to do with this ma'aser now if the question becomes then what, what becomes the issue if I live in Haifa how in the world do I take the produce that only lasts three days and I take it a seven day journey to go to Jerusalem Okay, so that's what the Torah is going to say. So if the way becomes too long, for you cannot carry it, because it's so distant, for Hashem has blessed you with a lot of territory, you know. So instead, you will give it as, you'll swap it with money. And you'll wrap the money in your hand. And you'll take the money and you'll go to the place that God will choose. You will use the money to buy anything that you desire. Whether it's uh, cattle or sheep. Or whether it's wine. Or older wine. Or anything that you want. You will eat there. It has to be consumed in Yerushalayim. You will eat there. Before Hashem your God. And you and your household will be joyful. Now anytime we see the word what does it mean? It means festivity. It means, it means feasts. I said it's not like a psychological happiness. It's happiness of action. Of behavior. Right? It's, it's make something joyful. So meaning make a feast. And what do we know about Jewish feasts in Yerushalayim? Who do they always include? Oh, the Levites. Okay, good. The 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 and the Levi who is in your cities, do not leave him. For he does not have a portion with you. The same way you have land and you can cultivate crop. They can't do that. So you have to go with, you have to go with the Levi. Yeah, so all of you can take me. I mean, take me and... We're going to look for you. What? Here it means to, to leave alone, to, to let him go, to forget about him. Don't forget about him. Yeah, Lota Azvenu, do not leave him. Who? Oh, the Levine. Some of us. You, maybe. Okay. So that was the story of Maser Shani. Very simple. The rules of Maser Shani is you take a significant portion, it's about it's 10% after you've given the other Masrot. 
Okay, I, I believe that's the case. So you take that amount and you take it to Yerushalayim. If you live close to Yerushalayim, you take the actual produce. If you don't live close to Yerushalayim, you take the monetary value of the produce and you, and you spend that all in Yerushalayim and you buy produce there. Now let me ask you a question. If, it's, if let's say I produce enough produce for the entire year, right? So at the end of my harvest season, I'm taking one-tenth of it all, or of it all after I've taken a little bit off the top, but it's still a, a significant amount. Don't you take 10% off the top right away? Yes. I know, I know. So you take the turuma, which is 2 out of 100, and then you take the maaser, which is 10 out of, 10 out of 100, and then you take the maaser shani, which is 10 of, out of 100 after the maaser rishon. And that's going to Yerushalayim. Now here's the question. How often does one go to Yerushalayim? Three times a year. Three times a year at best, right? Yes. And how much food do I have for, how much produce do I typically make? Enough for an entire year. Yes. Which is 365 days. Yes. And so 10% is enough for how many? How many days? 36 days. And I'm going to Shalayim for Shalosh Regalim. I mean, I can't eat it. I can't eat that stuff while I'm traveling. So it's eight, seven plus seven. I'm gonna have a lot, a lot more food than I could. It's not even twenty days. It's fifteen days. It's fifteen days. Fifteen days around Yerushalayim. So what is happening with the rest of the Maaser Sheni? It's going to the poor. It's going to the poor and to the living. It has to be eaten in Yerushalayim. So I can't take it home with me. So you leave it there. Yes. It, has to, the, it, has to, it has to be consumed. All of it has to be consumed. Then you have to spend all of the currency. You have to spend the money? No, no, you don't eat the money. You buy food or wine? Oh, 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 oh. Is it spending it on the clothes or it's spending, on, it's spending it on food? No, no, it's spending it on food and then you eat the food. You give, you give the food to them. Yeah. We're not, you don't give it. You don't give them money. You give them food. Yeah, you give them food. Okay? So this Maser Shani was a form of creating an environment in which everybody would be giving. So now, back to our topic of what Parashat Re'eh is about. What is the key? What is the, the basic element of Parashat Re'eh? It's two things. Separate from the Goyim and create a culture and, and create a culture of unity in which the country and the nation could thrive. So now we see the, the beautiful effect of Ma'asir Shani. Because all of a sudden, everybody is coming to Yushalayim and everybody has a lot that they have to spend. So everybody is doing wow, big festive meals. Everybody is having big parties and kosher parties, obviously, with no music. And, and they're inviting the poor. So everybody's included. So it's the, and everybody's in the same city. So it's the most unified time. For three times a year, you have this amazing unity of the country. And they're learning. By the way, I read, I read this idea in, by an, uh, a rabbi called Rabbi Alex Israel. It's not my own, obviously. Uh, very fascinating idea. Yeah. Okay, next, next piece. The point is basically to break bread with your brothers, so you connect. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Based on our theme that we said on Sunday, which nations fall when, they become, when their luxury becomes the source of their individualism, which causes them to separate and lose interest in one another. But, but using the luxury as a means of unity, of, of achieving unity, that counteracts the negative effects of the luxury. And it'll help 
a country be, have luxury and still survive. You know? It's the beauty of our Torah. It, just can't, it, it knows every pitfall because it knows the human being so well. You know? Last, last uh, paragraph for today. At the end of, every, of three years, bring all of the ma'asir of your grain on that year. And you should leave it in your cities. And the Levi, who has no portion amongst you, will come. And also the proselyte. And the orphan. And the widow. That are in your cities. They will eat and they will be satiated. God will bless you in everything, in all of the actions of your hands that you shall do. What is this about? So, so here, is, here is the final ma'asir that we've not studied yet. There is a ma'asir called ma'asir ani. You have ma'asir sheni and you have ma'asir ani. Ma'asir sheni, we take, we just learned about, we take in the years of the Shemitah cycle, you take it on years one, two, four, and five. But on year three of the cycle, and in year six of the Shemitah cycle, instead of taking the money to Yerushalayim, you take that same money and you give it directly to the poor. That's called ma'asir ani. And that's what we just read about. That happens in the third year and in the sixth year of the cycle. It happens every three years. Okay? And so, so by doing that, you have two, four, four years of the Shemitah cycle. We're eating that portion in Yerushalayim. And two years of the Shemitah cycle, we're giving it directly to the poor, to the Levi'im, and to whoever wants to come. And that is done. Is that done in Yerushalayim? No, that's done in your own cities. Your own family, your own that is done in the local community. It's produce. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right, you're right, you're right. No, it's not money, it's not money. Sorry, it's produce, it's produce. Exactly. It's done in your own cities, it's produce. Sorry, I, I did make a mistake. Uh, thank you for catching. We continue with Hashem tomorrow. Parashat is uh, keeping us, you know, keeping us busy. Baruch Amen, amen.